Listen to the show and peep what these dudes bring If you didn't know it's an orange and blue thing Hope to win the championship in a few rings We're talking baseball It's an orange and blue thing Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing Beat the other team with defense in a few swings LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing What's up, Mets fans? Have you noticed I said that every week? It's not even yes! I was literally just thinking that last night, and I was just about to say, "Wow, you got you got fancy with it today." It's not even on purpose, <laughs> but I, I I don't know. Even when I'm doing like the live stuff on Instagram, like a random stuff, I'm like, "Hey, what's up, Mets fans?" It's like your pleasant good evening. It is uh, <laughs> pleasant good evening. Shout out to uh, Mister <laughs> Gary Cohen. Um, anyway, press the button. Press the button. Oh, the button. Yeah, we'll get to the button later. <laughs> I do have some extra buttons here. I actually programmed a couple new ones this week. I'm we'll, terrified. We'll, we'll debut them a little bit later. Cool. I do have a plethora of things on my desk here. Shout out to uh, Doug at Mugs, Coors Light. We got the new coffee mug on display here that's going to be dropping soon from the seven line. If you're watching afterwards or listening afterwards, I should say, you can't see it, but it is a Homer and Apple coffee mug that, that is I beautiful. I debuted it. On Instagram, maybe like a month ago, and I've been getting a lot of emails from people saying, hey, are you making those? Mm-hmm. Said, Obviously, it's called a <laughs> teaser, you know, just sipping out of it on purpose uh, to get the uh, get the juices flowing mm-hmm. out there on the uh, on the, the Instagram world or whatever you want to call it. So Instagram. this is the third episode of our fifth season. And I just noticed when listening to the intro song, it says, uh, listen to these dudes or something. Shout out to Zeps. I could be a dude. We might have to change the intro song. <laughs> So Zeps, no, we fine. love I'll you. I'll be a dude. It's cool. You're not a dude. <laughs> you are not a dude. Um, but speaking of dudes, the dudes are going to be playing real life baseball in 17 nights from now. Opening no. night in DC is coming up very, very soon. April 1st is right around the corner. Are we going to be at opening day? Are we not going to be at opening day? What week of this show do you think we'll have the no, answer? I don't know. I, you know what? Last week, I thought that we would ha- we would know this week. Yeah. Remember when we signed off last week? Mm-hmm. Um, again, happy Monday to people. <laughs> we, we do start the week off right here. We're trying to chit-chat about Met stuff. Maybe we'll talk about the Grammys or Julia's yes. excellent pants she's wearing today. <laughs> Thank you, Katie Dada. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought maybe this week. And, you know, the week is still young, so I'm hoping that people can kind of plan their lives over the next few weeks and yeah. find out what's going on, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. They're, they're just, I feel like the longer they wait, the messier they're making it for themselves, but... Well, speaking of messy, I mean, the government right now in New York, <laughs> I, as, as, you, as you chuckle a little bit, like, Talk Cuomo, about a mess. Cuomo's got his hands full with what he's going through right now, so... I don't know if he's if it's his say or his team or whoever he works with on what's going on with capacity and restrictions yeah. in the state. I have no idea. But like when the New Jersey governor came, like he made the announcement on the fan with Moose and Maggie. Right. Is Cuomo going to make the announcement on the oh, that's, capacity? That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. But when? Uh, you have to know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't even but I don't know you what's going out, on with that man right well, now. Well, did you figure out what's going on with, with work for the 8th? Um. Well... <laughs> I honestly just feel like the eighth, no matter what, I will probably just take off and tell them. It's the only reason you asked. <laughs> that is the well, one of the reasons I asked. But yeah, if you don't know, Julia um, owns a dog walking business. And yes. we talked about it on the show. Who's going to walk these dogs? <laughs> you know? know? So, you know, I actually just started. Um, I took over. I had a, a fellow dog walker in 
uh, the same service area as me who she needed to kind of give up her business. She's a bit older than me. It needs to have like a leg surgery or something. And that ended her dog walking career. So I kind of took over her clients, but she's been injured for a while and was just kind of like letting them out in the yard. So I thought maybe I'll reach out to her, see if just for that day, she'd want to go see her old dogs, just let them out. Maybe not go for a walk. I don't know. I'll see. But I never like working opening day. Did I never talk work about this. Day. Did you, do you wear like a step counter or like, do you know how many steps you walk with these dogs a day? My phone, it's be a lot. you know, I actually, I have an app on my phone that told me I walk 73 miles over the course of a month or something like that. Which I feel like it should be more than that. I know. And I feel like that's definitely not right because there are days where I walk easily five miles yeah, a day. For most sure. days. For so. sure. Yeah. I mean, we I talked about that before before we went live, but I the, the weather's been, it's chilly today, but it's right. been so nice the last few days. Mm -hmm. I finally got to go back to the track a lot and I put in like 70 miles this week at the track. Insane. Um, and it was burning like over 3,000 calories on average a day, which is pretty cool. That's crazy. It's great. <laughs> you can eat anything you want and not feel bad about it. Yeah. I mean, we eat pretty, pretty clean anyway, but whatever. You make me feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. Uh, so anyway, the Grammys were last night. And yes, I know Taylor Swift, did she win anything? She won Album of the Year. Thank you very much. Really? The only woman in history to win it three times. And you are wearing these fancy David Wright. I am. Taylor Swift. I don't even Swift. know how to show these. I don't. Is there even. You can kind of see it underneath the table there. You see like her. her Yes. <laughs> so these... my my friend for Christmas, my two favorite people obviously are David Wright and Taylor Swift. So she made me David Wright. And Taylor Those are Swift phenomenal. Lines. We should have had. We need to get some like Taylor Swift like um, sound drops here for the board. Please, please do. She's <laughs> she's a perfect person for that kind of thing. So listen, guys. Uh, as we do each week, we give away some free stuff as a thank you for sharing the show. If you're listening afterwards as a podcast, you can still get involved. All you got to do is go to either Facebook or Twitter where we stream the show and click the share button. There's a share button on Facebook and there is a retweet button on Twitter. Post it on your wall. And just post it and share the show and that's how you're in the running. And each week we pick out some winners and um, we will get to that in a second. But we do want to know where you're watching from because we do have a couple hundred people here checking in from all across the board. We are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. And I think Periscope is going to be no more pretty soon where it just you stream straight to Twitter. I don't know. Okay. But Periscope is owned by Twitter. But when I log into Periscope, it says Periscope that, confuses that me. it's like not going to be around much longer. I don't know. But let us know where you're watching from. We got uh, some people in the chat here. KT Kelly 172 watching on Periscope from Seattle. Ooh. We got uh this is not the real Daryl Strawberry, I doubt, but Daryl <laughs> Straw underscore uh in uh Farquai Varina, North Carolina. If I'm saying that right. Nathan in Mexico. Wow. Uh Warren in Boynton Beach, Florida uh Florida. We got Hunter in Ocean County. Kevin. Kevin, speaking of miles. Kevin has. Do you know Kevin? Which Kevin? I know several. If Kevins. you see a picture of him, you'll know you'll know who he is. Okay. Um, I can't see the screen's yeah, too small the for screen, me. It's. I got to get you one over there as well. <laughs> but Kevin uh, has been rolling with the Seminole Army on the road games for a long time. Okay. He's an usher at the Anaheim Angel Stadium, but he's a big Mets oh, fan. Oh, that's awesome! So like, he low key wears like Mets stuff underneath, underneath his everything? uniform and yeah. stuff. But when the quarantine hit, I'm not sure if this was planned or because of the quarantine mm -hmm. or because of the state of the world. But he got a bicycle. And he rides a ridiculous amount of miles like per day. He'll go on rides all around LA. Uh -huh. My audio is sounding like shit. Can you hear that? 
Hopefully, no, hopefully, I think you're good. Hopefully, it's just my ears. Okay. Um, I think it's I think it's fine. And he dropped like 40 pounds or something like that just from riding a bike. Like that's wow. that's what he does. Rides a bike. Now he's been playing golf and stuff. He tags us in everything. So I like follow his life I on Instagram. I love it. It's great. So shout out to Kevin. Go Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin's been killing it. I gotta get a bike. <laughs> get a bike. Actually, I have a bike. Get a dirt bike. Go to the track. No, I have like one of those um like cruiser bikes that's cool. like a basket yeah, like a i put cruiser. my dog in it and i ride around but see you live on a hill i know that's why i can never even ride it because i it's like i'm i've never really got used to riding a cruiser bike it's just such a different with the wide handles it's such a different like yeah no balance. gears it's it's a little rough there's yeah. no handbrakes either right no so yeah that's it's so scary <laughs> and i always have my dog in the basket so i go like so slow so it doesn't fall out yeah yeah that's a beach cruiser is not made for hills i mean what um, kind of car do you have uh volkswagen tiguan would that fit in the back no, <laughs> I've, I've tried. It does not fit. Okay, back. so whatever. Yeah, get a bike rack and bring it down <laughs> to Long Beach or something. Figure get some miles in. Maybe there's probably a track over near Stony Brook or something. You can go do some circles. Um, sure. I'll figure yeah. it out. I'll figure it out. I'll look around. I'll look into this. All right, guys. So definitely get involved in sharing the show. We do have a guest today, Deesha from the Daily News, going to be joining us in a little bit down from Port St. Lucie. I'm looking at the clock here, and it's wrong because of daylight savings. Never oh. changed that. Um. But I love daylight savings. Um, okay. Some places don't participate. You do you like you like time changes in general, or like you like this specific li- time. I change? like this one because okay. I'm so depressed in the winter. I know, same. It gets dark in November, at like four o'clock. Yeah, I used to dislike it when I was in school because losing that hour and like you have to wake up at six a.m. anyway is just miserable. Yeah. Um, for a while I was okay with it, but now these days I've been getting up at six a.m. again. So I'm kind of like I don't really know how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, this morning was the first time. Well. I'm sure it's happened before, but one of the first times that in Amelia's life, I had to like wake her up. Oh, wow. I'm like, come on, get up. She's like, no, I want to go back to sleep. Like oh. she was, she wasn't having it. I was opening up her blind. She was, <laughs> she was pissed off at me. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel so bad for parents of babies with that. I feel like that's just a nightmare. I know it's my intermittent fasting. I'm like, I'm still, I shouldn't be. I was starving last night. Like, cause it was like an was hour. 16 hours again? 18 hours? 18. Yeah. And I like, for whatever reason, I didn't eat until like 1 p.m. yesterday because in my mind it was 12. But then I stopped at actual 6 p.m., which in my mind felt like I just I'm all messed up. I got to figure it out. (laughs) I get what it's like to be a baby now. So um, let's give a quick little shout out here to our friends. Uh, Damn, I don't even have it hooked up here. I totally screwed it up. What, your button? No, you know what? I I screwed up here. Hold on one second before I give shout outs to anybody. Hold on a second. Because this is something cool that we wanted to highlight because... Um, oh, I just told you this. You just told me about this, and I didn't have it ready on the screen. So let's talk about this for a second. So Stroman... Yeah, so let's are, get back to baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold, hold on a minute. <laughs> there we go. Back on track. It is orange and blue thing. We do talk about the Grammys <laughs> or Julia's pants or fasting or bicycle riding or burning calories. But this is actually a Met show for the most part. So um, shout out to our friends from Dugout Mugs, who the other day... Um, on Twitter, they they posted this. Let me make it a little bit bigger so you guys could see it. They posted these custom mugs, which you can obviously go to their site and and uh, pick up on your own as well. Not these because they custom made it for Stroman, but they made the uh, height doesn't measure heart and the Shugo uh, logo for Stroman's new cleat company and posted it, which is a great way to get attention from like a, an yeah. athlete because uh, they said, hey, where can we admire you? Where can we mail these? Awesome. And uh, Stroman 
retweeted it and say, these are amazing. Can I purchase them? So that's pretty sick. Yeah. Like to get, you know, basically that's a straight up endorsement. You I know? know it's awesome. And I'm pretty sure they responded and said like, you can pay us in the form of like your best wine recommendation or whatever. So, uh, Doug at Monks is awesome. We love them. Absolutely. And that was genius marketing. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so if you guys want to get involved, head on over to dugoutmugs.com slash seven line. This is their third week that they're running this promo and they're giving so many of these freaking things away. Yeah. I don't know how they're not broke by now, but awesome. dugoutmugs.com. You can get a free knob shot. Dugoutmugs.com slash seven line mm. and get a free uh, knob shot. So they basically take a baseball bat, cut off the top and they make the bat mugs out of it or the wine ones. And then mm. the bottom, so they don't waste, they turn it into a shot. So it is the knob shot. If you are a Mets fan, you can obviously obviously select that option on their site. Or if you want to purchase these as a gift, I know Father's Day, Mother's Day is coming up, you know, in uh, May. And I think Father's Day is in June. But, June. you know, head on over to their website, pick them up, get them for free. And they're always running promos. Like I'm even looking at it right now. Baseball's back. Use the code SPRING30, 30% off any MLB product. They'll hook you guys up. Great company, big friends of the brand. They've been involved with us for a couple of years now. We make some cu custom stuff with them as well. Like we did the Seven Army mugs. Mm -hmm. And um, did you see what I posted yesterday? They made you us post a lot of things. I do post a lot of things, <laughs> but before I get off track, go to dugoutmugs.com, check them out. Bat mugs, wine mugs, the season opener, which is great. They have like the bottle bottle opener on the top of the mm -hmm. bottom of the mug, the uh, the knob shots and uh, custom engraving and so on and so forth. So great stuff. But Yesterday I posted, um, we had the order in last year, basically today yeah. when everything got shut down. Actually, yesterday was the anniversary of when I posted them originally. It was a bat mug mm -hmm. with the Mets Skyline logo and the Seven Line Army underneath it. And on the back, it had um, all of our dates for the <gasps> outings last year. It looked really cool. Oh, that's sick. So we won't do it this year because who knows about outings right. and what's definitive or not. But, but that would be cool to have one each season. Awesome. That's so cool. We do have a, we do have some stuff coming up soon, which you just jogged my memory, but we'll talk about it later. Let's get to Teaser. our second guest of the season. If you want to do a little intro here. Yeah, sure. So um, as we said last week, um, it's Women's History Month. So we kind of want to each week acknowledge a woman either in Mets history or currently in the organization um, who does a really kick-ass job as a woman representing the Mets. So um, today we have somebody who is uh, particularly an integral part of our experience as fans. Um, she has not only been the Mets beat reporter, beat reporter for the New York Daily News since February 2019, but for every season she's been here, she has been the only woman on the beat. So uh, prior to that, she was a reporter for MLB.com and graduated from Penn State University. Uh, and not only has she consistently provided fans with really like of all the beat writers, really reliable and honest reporting on a day-to-day -day basis on, you know, Mets activity, um, but she's also as of late been a very strong and important voice in this conversation we've been having about women in the baseball industry um so coming to us live from port st Lucie, disha hello welcome Hi guys. Oh, we got Thanks the button <laughs> i don't know if you heard about darren's buttons over there but he's got a lot of sound effects that, that i love made it just pop up i love it <laughs> but uh thank you for joining us um so as on I your said, day off, I know on yeah. your day off. So kind okay. of you. I'm really not doing anything else in Port St. Lucie. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were talking about this last week. There's really not yeah. much to do out there aside from watch a Mets game. But um, yeah. so, like I said, we're talking about Women's History Month and women mm -hmm. in baseball. Um, so, kind of just curious how you got your start in the profession. At what point did you realize you wanted to work in baseball? 
Oh, I knew I wanted to work in baseball probably since I was four or five. Um, wow. I was just, I mean, I, I grew up watching it with my brother and my dad. So that was when I was definitely first introduced to it. And um, I started asking these questions that they would be annoyed by. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to keep going. I'm obviously good at this. Um, so yeah, I just, I've always loved writing. I've loved baseball. I played soccer when I was younger. So not the sport that I played softball or anything like that. But right. um, once I, you know, went through high school, got to college, there was maybe a brief period of um, uh, some undecidedness of did I really want to pursue journalism? But that was really maybe just my first few months there, my freshman year. And then I just went full on journalism, um, did some print work um, with the Daily Collegian, their newspaper, and then um, did some broadcast work um, with the Center County Report where I was their sports reporter. So. Um, thankfully for me, we had an MLB um, like person, basically, his name was Bill Hill. He doesn't work there anymore, but he would frequent the Penn State campus. Um, mm -hmm. So he would come basically interview a bunch of people, maybe in their junior year, senior year, and ask, you know, do you want to be part of this industry? So I interviewed twice, finally got in my senior year. Um, I found out around maybe a few months before I graduated, which was a huge relief for me so that I could just focus on knowing what I would do next. And that's kind of how I ended up uh, at the Red Sox as an intern and, and covered them during um, Poppy's uh, retirement year. So um, that, was a, that was a good introduction. Yeah, I was going to say, perfect yeah. year to get your feet wet. That's awesome. Exactly. So you said you've always been interested in writing. Are there any writers you or baseball writers specifically you admired growing up or maybe now as a colleague or professional? Um, now as a colleague, I definitely admire Lindsay Adler's work. She's a good friend of mine too, but I think she pushes me just to cover um, the aspects that I, I also want to have some more freedom and more confidence in my voice covering, which I think worked out in the past few years. But um, growing up, um, I've just always worshipped my dad's writing. He's also a writer too, so um, that was kind of my my like go to when I when I wanted to read more about any work, not really baseball related. I was more just into the consumption of the sport and the game itself. Um, and then once I started into college, it was more of um, the literary aspect of it and taking that in. Right. No, that's awesome. I, I love how your dad has been such a huge influence on you. That's so cool. I feel like that's every yeah. person, whatever they end up getting into, their parents, some way or another, they find their way in there. But um, exactly. So you wrote a really incredible piece earlier this year after the whole Jared Porter scandal. Um, you talked about how women in this industry are constantly kind of forced to play a guessing game um, and kind of questions a, man, a man's intentions, no matter how innocent a comment or action may seem. So of course, we want to get your thoughts on the whole Jared Porter, Mickey Calloway, all that kind of stuff. But as a reporter, as a woman in this field, having to play that guessing game, how, I guess, cumbersome does that become when you need to do your job in comparison to your male colleagues doing theirs? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say it's probably part of 50 percent of my job is just, um, you know, asking a question and then and then seeing, you know, the reaction is part of that guessing game that I described is more so you know, is this person coming from the right intentions? Um, kind of what are their, their morals, which I think some of my male colleagues don't have to worry about. Um, they can just kind of do their job. But that has definitely for me relaxed a bit um, after my first couple of years, including my intern year, um, which was crazy. I, I just didn't even have the confidence to go up to players and ask questions. Um, even in, in Boston, I was one of two or three women there and, and the rest of the women that were there definitely had some years under them. So um, I was just super shy and I, I didn't really even want to engage in any interviews just because for fear of, you know, are they only talking to me um, because of the way I look, like what's right. their ulterior motive? 
Um, and then a couple years in, I kind of just, you know, started saying who cares and did my thing. And now I would say it's probably less. I wouldn't say it's 50% anymore. Um, but it's just a different environment too over Zoom, I think. It doesn't really give you the same um, person to person interaction, the same energy that you would get at a locker room or in a clubhouse. So um, I think it's it's still, there's a long way to go for women. I'm glad that this is, you know, coming to the surface now, but um, we're definitely, we're definitely not there yet. And there needs to yeah. be more work to be done. Absolutely. I know. I always say it's like, I feel like everyone is so tired of having this conversation, but we can't stop having it because exactly. it's still an issue. Yep. Um, well, I'm surprised he's not, Mickey Calloway hasn't been let go yet. I know. Yeah. That, that's a whole other thing. Are I you have. hearing anything on that front? I mean, all I've heard really is that they're doing the investigation and it's taking a while because MLB really took their time um, reaching out to people and, and starting the investigation. Just for from what I've heard, just to be respectful of the women involved in that story and respectful of the process itself. Um, what bothers me about how long they're taking, though, is just that he's employed this whole time and he's still right. paid. So. Um, but for, for the sake of, you know, moving this process along and just, I, I don't even really understand why there needs to be investigation beyond, you know, him denying any wrongdoing and, um, the whole California law that comes into play. But I think the angels have more power than, than people realize and, um, they could fire him. I think that there's just fear of retribution, fear of a lawsuit. Um, so when it comes from that kind of mentality, especially from an organization like the angels, um, it's not really putting, you know, a, a good step forward, not a good vision forward for for women that might want to come in this industry and um, do some of the same things that that you know women are still struggling with now. Yeah. Well, we both appreciate your work big time. I mean, I, I talked about it Thank recently. You. you know, just no, you're welcome. Just um, having you all back in Florida while there's nothing to do when you're not at the games. I mean, it's, it's pretty boring place, <laughs> but, um, you know, we appreciate it so much because we are so connected to the team through, through your phone, through your eyes, through your voice and having, you know, you and Tacomo and Mark Levine and, and will from the Mets and everyone back down there, just covering the team we love. has been such a, a great distraction because everyone's still going through this pandemic, but having you guys down there, you guys and gals down there has been great for us because, it feels a little bit more normal. You know, we're a year into this whole thing now with the world essentially stopping a year ago yesterday, a year ago this past week. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, having everyone down there doing their jobs has been great for us, you know, just, just to follow along. So um, the other day you had this viral video go out, right? It was, what was it, a million views now. Oh my God, Honestly, I, I don't even check, but I know that at, at certain point I had to like reach out to the Daily News and be like, okay, you guys need to help me with this because <laughs> I'm getting requests from people to, to put this on, you know, um, SI at, at ESPN. And I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. So, so right. I kind of, I put it in their hands, but yeah, it, it definitely went viral. It was a lot. Yeah. I think like the first, <laughs> on awesome. the first day, like I, yeah. I checked it in the afternoon, it was already up to like 700,000 views. I'm like, yep. this is pretty yep. wild. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's a moment that we never would have known happened. Exactly. If the reporters yeah. weren't allowed to be down there. So exactly. we're yeah. so thankful they are. What's the differences yeah. this year compared to the others? Are you, do you have to be like kept at a distance? I know some of the photographers oh, I follow, they have to be like behind the fences. Yeah. I know like oh, Mark yeah. Levine is up, you know, still doing his thing nice and close, you know, mm -hmm. as part of the Mets, you know, the Mets uh, core. But um, are you kept at a further distance now? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the best part of spring training for me was always when um, I would get to hang out in the dugout while they're doing batting practice, players kind of, come in um, as they want, as they go, even coaches and staff. That's Spring training is definitely the best time to make those connections at a just super human to human level where, you know, it's not 
the line of reporter to to player or coach. It's more just like person to person. Um, but that that has been completely um, taken away from us. We just have to kind of walk the concourse. Um, we don't go in the clubhouse anymore, obviously. Hopefully that will change either this season or next. But um, it's, I mean, I, there's like fences where you can watch batting practice. And I would always like kind of lean against the fence and take videos from there. Now you have to like be a foot back from that fence. So wow. it's it's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of regulations even for us. Um, to an extent, I definitely understand it. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we can, you know, throughout the season, they can consider making adjustments as, you know, fans allow, are allowed back in. Um, some of our regulations should hopefully be relaxed. Yeah, I'm so curious how, you know, you guys are basically all limited to the same access. You're talking about like those personal connections you're able to make. So how do you kind of keep your reporting unique from everybody else? Is that I imagine it's extremely difficult to write yeah. different stories from everybody else. But yeah. I mean, you're into it a year now. Have you figured out any tricks or anything like that? Um, not really, especially now in spring training, we all have, you know, we all get the same interviews. We all get the same people, like you mentioned. Um, sometimes I'll actually talk to reporters like, okay, you're writing this good. I'll write the other thing. Like, <laughs> and that's helping both of us out. Um, right. so that way, you know, we can get as many, um, views and clicks as, as we need. But I've noticed even, um, just interaction has, has been down, um, since I've been in spring training and that's likely because we're all writing the same thing and, you know, people gravitate to the writers that they like and, and things like that. So right. I think during this season it will be easier because there's just there's already so much to, to write and talk about but hopefully you know as the season goes on storylines come up and we'll go and gravitate and, and do our own things but definitely the concept of just walking up to a player in the locker and yeah. making your own story and figuring it out has just been completely taken away from us which is not not been great not ideal yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that, that does that makes me a little nervous though because i think a lot of employers are noticing over the past year how much work can get done without actually going to work you know how many yeah. people are working remotely how many things are being changed and shuffled around you know the majority of my work can be done from a cell phone a laptop wherever i am you know yeah. but um i'm nervous that the teams and the players and and you know whoever involved with the teams might be coming more used to this where the oh, access yeah. might become more limited in the future where certain things that are changing might just be the normal and i hope this isn't one of them yeah i don't i would not like that no it'd be horrible <laughs> that would be awful you know yeah, i definitely worried about that in, in like an existential way um <laughs> pretty often and just that you know what if we're never allowed back in the clubhouse and right. kind of just like you know as as a unit bbw ever like don't even think like that like you know we're we're gonna get back in there eventually obviously circumstances are what they are but um you know until all parties, including, you know, players, MLB itself and us kind of work toward a solution here of just relaxing regulations. Um, it's going to be tough. So it worries me every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, if I'm, uh, if I have the handle correctly, but I think her Twitter, her Instagram is what I see. It might be Alejandra. You know her? I think she works uh, for Newsday. Uh, she's a photographer. But, oh, yeah, Alejandra for Newsday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah a lot of her photos time. have been so creative because they're so far away, but like right. I kind of, I'm sure she would love to be up close and personal. Right. She's always taken some great shots where like fisheye lens underneath, like someone signing an autograph. There's one of Harvey and she's like under there. You yeah, see yeah, the yeah. fans hands, yep. but now everything is like through a fence behind a tree. It right. almost looks like almost like surveillance footage or <laughs> yes, something, but yes, I, I kind of yeah. like it, but yeah. uh, I'm sure she would rather be up close, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. 
So let's talk more about spring training. Let's get into baseball. This is getting depressing. Uh, Let's talk baseball. (laughs) Um, Luis Guillorme yesterday, obviously, the the 22 pitch at bat, which was insane. Unbelievable. That was actually Hicks' first batter back in like two years. And didn't they take him out like right after that at bat? Yeah, they had a trainer come out, I guess, to talk to him so they can get him off the mound because you're supposed to do the three batter rule or whatever. But um, yeah, that was unbelievable. And, you know, it seems like the the epic story of Luis Guillorme in spring training just it's continues just so to grow. Well, catching two, in 17, catching the, the bat, bat, didn't yeah. even flinch. Yeah. And then yesterday, the 22 pitch at bat. Yeah. Um, clearly, his glove is excellent. He's always making some kind of great play in the field, and he's been picking it up lately um, with the bat being more consistent. Do you really think, or do you think, that it's going to be more of a battle for third that starting third base role than we might think with J.D. Davis? I don't think so. I think the the organization has been super confident in JD. I mean, every person you talk to um, just has this very strong belief that he can play third base. And I mean, I agree with them to an extent. I think he definitely needs more reps there. But there are also things year to year that I see the same of from JD, including, you know, when he picks up a grounder, he always takes a few steps if he has time to do it before firing the ball. And it it just like aggravates me. Um, But every time I see it, I'm like, okay, maybe he won't do it next time. Maybe he will. But it seems to be one of the things that he can't let go of, which maybe gives more of an opening, you know, to Guillaume if he, if, if JD keep continues that throughout the season. But um, I think definitely starting the season, they have a lot of confidence in JD and he, I mean, people forget that he, he is a super smart and super talented player too. So I think um, the faith in him, he could almost be a sleeper in that way if he returns to the 2019 version of himself when he broke out for the Mets at the plate. Um, So if at some point, you know, his production outweighs his defense, um, then we might see more of him. Right. No, and that's good. I mean, it's it's a good problem to have is you have two exactly. solid people. You got depth there. So uh, speaking of depth, I'm curious of your thoughts on the bullpen. They've lost Lugo for a while. Do you think they did enough this offseason to break camp with? Because, I mean, we keep hearing about free agents being signed or whatever, and the Mets keep missing out. Or are they missing out? Are they trying? Like, what, what do you think? How do you think the bullpen, and compared to others in the division, how do they look? Yeah, I think, you know, if they if they grabbed Brand ha- Brad Hand, it seemed mm-hmm. like it was, they were in it. They were yeah. up there with the offer with everyone else, but he just chose to go somewhere else. But I think if they had him in addition to Lube, Trevor May, Lugo, of course, Diaz, um, then it would be super dominant. Then it would be, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about the board right, right now. Um, but, you know, without Brad Hand, I think they relied heavily on the, the the setup being Lugo and then the closer being Diaz. And Diaz has looked absolutely phenomenal. In yeah. And he doesn't even look like, you know, the, what we saw in 2019. He looks exactly like what we saw last year, which was also really strong. So um, I think if they if they only have to go a month without Lugo, um, then I think Lupin and, and Trevor May are super solid. Miguel Castro is also a kind of sleeper in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we have the two with Betances and Familia. And <laughs> that's kind of, you know, a, wild it's, card. It's, yes, exactly. And <laughs> and they're, they've been placed in the, and the Mets have been placed in the position too, where they're not even sure what to do with them. Sandy, you know, made a note of like, right. oh, Jerry's is, is killing me out there. <laughs> Um, so, so like it's yeah he he keeps it real but also I think Juris is, is in this position because he is super confident and he tries I mean none of these guys are just like rolling over that could also right. have been a possibility of you know they care and they want to show up for the fans so um, especially if it's you know it gets to be 50% capacity something like mm-hmm. I, I wonder how it would impact especially Dylan and Matanzas um, I mean Dylan and, and Familia just to see how they would perform with that sort of atmosphere um, but definitely those two are the ones to keep an eye on and Without them, I think 
the the bullpen is pretty solid, especially if the rest of them return to who they are. And, and Lugo's injury is is super minimal. And it well, would be best case. I was say, from Deisha's lips to our ears, everybody <laughs> calm down. Bullpen's right. going to be okay. We're right. fine. We brought up Aaron Loop, and um, you know he instantly endeared himself, at least to me, mm-hmm. on his first um, mm-hmm. you know press the conference, Bruce. talking about how he just wants to crush beers. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'll be an opener. I'll just, I forgot about that. I'll just yeah. go in the dugout. Yeah, I'll go back awesome. in the locker room and crush some beers while, while the rest of the guys close it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what we're doing, we're doing a new thing on the show where last year we had some tech issues. We actually only had one guest last year and it was David Wright. A good one to have. Yeah. <laughs> and um, last week was Jay Horowitz. So what we're doing oh, is the last, <laughs> the last guest asks the next guest a question. So David had one for Jay and now Jay has one for you. So this is from Jay Horowitz. Before you started to work at the Daily News, who was your favorite baseball player? Maybe things change once you once you do it as a job, but who was your favorite beforehand? Um one of my favorite beforehands was always um Daryl Strawberry and this mm-hmm. is probably from my days of growing up, but once I kind of transitioned to just writing and covering it, I started to not have favorite players, but um Strawberry I always loved for obviously what he did on the field, but um, for his character and just being kind of put in the spotlight daily and um, just being bagged down by by the media for all of his off the field issues and then continuing to kind of improve himself and improve himself. And I mean, now he might be sort of a pariah when it comes to his his political beliefs and views. But but I think if we're talking strictly baseball, I, I really loved watching him. So another one from Jay. I asked him for one, but he gave me two. Um, what <laughs> well, was so David? So yeah, David actually gave two as well. <laughs> he asked. Uh, Yes, Jay, who his favorite third baseman of all time was, and he said Hubie Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he said, what's your best memory? I'm assuming like maybe your best memory from a ball game, if you have one. Hmm. My best memory from Play a ball game. I know, seriously. Um, I mean, it's it probably is weird because it's, it's hard to find memories that top ones when you're there as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that sticks out to me is – um, Dom's walk-off um, that happened. Mm. I think that was last year at this point. I don't even remember. It was tw- 2019, um, I think, because there were definitely fans there. Yeah. The final exactly, game of the yeah. year, yeah, 19. Yes, exactly, yeah. So, and, and that's right, because he came back from his injury, and even before that, he's, like, wheeling around in his scooter, so he oh, had like, all, this, all this, like, momentum, <laughs> and he was a fan favorite. So once he broke out like that for the walk-off, I was like, wow, this is, it, it gave me goosebumps for sure. Yeah. So we, we are streaming live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and we can see comments here on the side. Everyone's loving our chat with you. So thanks for coming on. If yeah, this anyone, is great. If anyone watching um, has a question for Disha, we could pass it along. We'll scroll the comments here. We got a couple more for you, though. Yeah, I am very curious. Obviously, the biggest move the Mets made this offseason was trading for Francisco Lindor. I am so curious because obviously we can't be down there to see. And I know you're kind of far away. Uh, but what role has he kind of taken? Is he kind of, I mean, obviously blue hair, he's not trying to blend in per se, <laughs> yeah. but is he being more like of a leader or a mentor to younger guys? Or is he kind of just, you know, trying to get his feet wet with the the other guys on the team, the other veterans on the team? Yeah, I think, you know, he's been, at least from what I've seen, a leader from day one. He's been in kind of the same batting group as um, Conforto. So it's always Lindor going first, Conforto batting behind him. And as soon as he, Lindor, you know, does whatever he does at the plate, he's walking back. He always, I mean, like 10 out of 10 times I've seen him, you know, tell Conforto something um, about the pitcher, tell him what the next pitch is going to be, what he's seeing. And when he's not doing that and he's just, you know, taking grounders at short or especially, you know, during that drill with the 27 outs before, before they celebrated, um, he was just, you know, directing everyone where to go. He's like, okay, two outs, we got this. Like, 
clearly everyone was tired and he was the only one like ramping everyone up. That's awesome. um, so, so if there was, you know, that this like training period for him or like getting to know people in the organization, organization, I definitely haven't seen it, but that's also been kind of the fallback of not being able to go in the clubhouse. Cause this would be a perfect year for us with just so many personalities on this team. Right. That, um, and they, they all, you know, seemingly want to talk to the media. Whereas like, you know, in previous years, it's been a little contentious. So yeah. um, it seems like this would be, you know, we, We'd be talking to Lindor every day. You guys would be getting stories from Lindor every day. So um, it, it's one of those topics that I'm also curious about, just kind of how his journey has been. But when we only get to talk to him like twice in his spring training, yeah. it, it makes it tough. But from what I've seen, he's definitely more on the leader side than, than you know, just trying to, to learn or, or get his feet under him. That's awesome. So we got one question here. Actually, we got two. So uh, uh, Luis Rodriguez wants to know if uh, we heard any progress on extending Lindor and Conforto. I'm sure this comes up every single day, <laughs> but is there anything that's been changed since last last week? Um, not changed since last week, other than this is definitely the early part of of the negotiation. So, um, from what I've heard, at least they they're leaning more on it shouldn't take a long time, and once these things start, um, they kind of wrap up quickly. Um, so they're they're hoping that you know the Mets and and Lindor side just reach an agreement, but they're also not you know super rushing it and there's no like how the fans view it like some sort of you know opening day deadline which which it exists because Lindor wants to you know focus on the season once it begins but it's more like a okay we're going to talk to his agent now we'll we'll shoot this at we'll shoot this out we'll shoot this other thing out and kind of have been taking it day to day and as far as Conforto um I've heard that nothing has really started yet um at least he he doesn't know of it and but from what I've asked around the focus has been more on Lindor than than Conforto um so it, it could be possible that nothing is even started on the Conforto front. So speaking of, uh, you know, access and, and Lindor, I know you sent me that uh, Sports Illustrated article, Julia. Oh, that was awesome. Um, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing, but he was talking about shifts and, and you know, different things that, that uh, about the game. And we got another question here for you from Greg. Can you actually see that on your screen as well? We're trying I can, to yeah. Okay. yeah. Perfect. So Greg wants to know um, what you think of some of the new rules being tried out of the minors, specifically the move to modify shifts. Uh, right. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm definitely not of the of the, the mindset and the thinking that shifts are ruining baseball. I know that um, like Lindor was kind of alluding to that. I mean, in that, you know, they need to be the gone just like with strikeouts. I think the higher strikeout rate is definitely hurting way more than shifts. Um, shifts is more of a thing where, I mean, it, it's to, in my eyes, it happens in most sports. It's where you can anticipate where the next play is going to happen. And so you're, you're setting up there. It's almost like what the Yankees are, are they do this the most, but they they'll kind of determine their pitching sequences before they even are in the game. Um, the catcher's not really allowed to, you know, call the game. So if you want to think of the shift like that, um, the, it's just going in this new age of baseball, which I think there's not really going to be too much backlash against it when it when it works out, you know, mm -hmm. for, for the team defending. So I think for, for fans who might be annoyed with it, for the batter who might be annoyed with it, there has to just, you know, be practice in other ways to, to get beyond it. Um, obviously, it's not easy. It's easy for me to say that sitting here. But um, I mean, just even shooting the ball the other way against a shift is so thrilling. Because, I was just going to say, it's so yeah, exciting. <laughs> exactly. Because it's like, oh, wow, you know, they they went against it. So mm -hmm. I think the shift is not the problem as much as strikeout rates are, are not only slowing the game, like slowing the game down in terms of um, fan attention and interest. It's more just, you know, not not exciting in that way. Right. So uh, one more here from 
a fan. Her name is Gianna. She's a good friend of the show. We love Gianna. Uh, she's younger. I think she's, she's like 16. She's awesome. Aww. She's so cool. Hi, she's 16. Big Mets fan. Um, and um, she has a question for you. What is your favorite part of the job? Hmm, that's a tough one. But I mean, even I know that even on my hardest days, like I, I don't let them get too stressful or too crazy because I'm just so grateful to be covering the job that I love, the the sport that I love. And in in a sense that, you know, every single step is is just related to baseball is I know this is like pretty, pretty sweeping answer, but but just the fact that I get to cover baseball is probably my favorite part of the job. Um, and it comes into play, especially when when things can get tough, um, especially like the last few months app. So um, I have to remind myself that, you know, this is fun. It, it's supposed to be fun. It's covering baseball. So yeah, that's that's a broad answer, but it's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, that was I actually I had another question before and I'm glad that Gianna asked that because I feel like it's a perfect segue. But um, it was really, you know, as a woman working in sports, is there one piece of advice you were given from another woman or a piece of advice you would give a woman that is up and coming in the industry of anything sports related, baseball, beat writing, whatever? What is either the best piece of advice you've been given or you would give to somebody else? That's a really good question. Um, and it's come up a lot in the past few months with all yeah. of these, you know, harassment scandals popping up because it's like, I've reached out to my friend groups like, okay, how can we just like support ourselves right now and, and not quit? Because that's usually, you know, the, the kind of backdrop of, of how stressful it gets. So I think one piece of advice I've received and I would give is just truly, truly, and this might sound cliche, but truly to just believe in yourself and stick to what you know and and 100% not care what others think. And I, that's that's sometimes really hard to do if you're young and you're just starting out, then you might not even know yet, you know who you are as a person. And and that's okay too. I think you, you're, you're learning. So once you kind of figure it out, even as you're figuring it out, don't let anyone else tell you, you know, you can't do this or this is lame and, you know, don't cover that. It's, if you think it's cool, do it. Um, so yeah. That, awesome. that would be my Love that. This was so great. I was so glad we had Disha on today. Disha, thank you so much for giving us, you know, 20 minutes or so of your time. Your we, off day. We yeah. appreciate it. It's really no um, problem. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the rest of your time down there, a couple more weeks. And then, um, you know, we look forward to following you. You've been doing phenomenal work and uh, we look forward to following you all throughout your career. And we appreciate all your, uh, all your work. Thank you so much, guys. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Excellent. Oh, that was awesome. Thanks so much to G Disha. Definitely follow her on all of her social media platforms. Um, always doing a great job covering the Mets. And that was great. That was awesome. I'm so glad we did that. That was like one of the first, when we were talking about, you know, women that we could talk about, one of the first ones was like, Disha, we got to get Disha on Yeah, here. absolutely. And, you know, reading the comments here, everyone's having a great time in the chat. Awesome interview. Great job uh, from Jen. Awesome interview. So inspiring from Gianna. Um, yeah. So Gianna. I love that. I was literally just thinking, like, I remember when I, I told I, you, you're in charge of the youth. I know. I, I got to figure out what I'm doing with the youths. You never sent me her email. That's why I never got rolling. Oh, it's your fault. The bus. It's your fault. Um, but I was just thinking, like, as this interview was happening, I wish, and I don't think there was, I wish there was a woman covering the Mets the way Disha was when I was starting out in journalism and just like every obstacle I faced being able to see, okay, well, there's somebody doing it. So you can do it. Um, I don't think I really had that. So it, that would have been nice. So I don't, Jonna, I don't know what your career aspirations are, but I hope if they're at any way in the field of baseball or sports, I hope that was um, really meaningful for you because that was awesome. I love that. So we got to give a special shout out to our friends from Coors oh, of Light. Course. Uh, whenever you want to reset and chill, crack back, crack, crack, cold <laughs> crack one. Back. Crack, 
crack a cold one and sit back and enjoy <laughs> Press nice reset light. and chill i was actually resetting and chilling on saturday night watching supercross kelly was supposed to come down we put amelia down to sleep but she's just been so shot lately for yeah. whatever reason she's been tired so she fell asleep it's hard and i'm sitting there drinking my Coors lights watching supercross <laughs> and uh you know we're, we're always uh, happy to have Coors Light part of the show. Well, that was I Instacarted last night. You can Instacart Coors Light Inst now. Instacart or Drizzly. Yeah. Check out Drizzly if you go to uh, drizzly.com. And you just like last year when we were promoting the delivery service, you can go to Instacart, which you have an account. That's how it works. I do. It's basically like Uber Eats for shopping. So you can like I do a lot of my like grocery shopping through Instacart, but now I can get Coors Light through Instacart. So that's game changing. So if you go, if you're not watching live, if you want to check out the replay afterwards, just do it on your own. If you're listening, uh, go to drizzly.com or Instacart and you can type in your address. I put 41 Seaver Way here because, of course, we're going to get some beers delivered for the <laughs> opening day tailgate party if there is Obviously. one. Obviously. Um, so you can select here, you know, like 12, uh, 12 ounce cans, 12 ounce bottles, um, so on and so forth, 24 ounce cans, you can get the big boys delivered and then you just actually add it to your cart just like you would anything else and, um, get it delivered today. So pretty awesome. Amazing. Head on over, check it out. Always remember to celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado. Um, we have so much stuff planned. We had so much stuff planned with Coors Light last year. I know. I remember you that saying. got shelved, and we're hoping now in what is it, twenty four days <laughs> at the home opener, which we don't even know if we're going to. Um, <sighs> we have stuff planned with Coors Light. We had stuff planned with Coors Light last year, and if the world didn't close down, why doesn't the world want us to collaborate with Coors Light? Well, we are feeling attacked, but you know, it's there's a lot on deck. So definitely shout out to them. Thank you so much for you know what, and and I want to give a shout out to them too. Just be like, Oh, Coors Light is corporate. Like, sure. There it's, it's a big brand, sure. but the people involved in the, in the, in the brand who are involved with us yeah. are such gen genuine down to earth people. They're that just people. They didn't have to continue their partnership with us last year, especially you know? yeah, when everything shut down. And it's, I mean, to gamble on a baseball podcast, getting and a lot big of Apple trivia. Yeah. So Coors Light, we love Coors. <laughs> awesome. Like seriously, uh, Thank you so much for being a part of, of us and the Seven Line Army and hopefully all those cool things we have planned we could actually do this year at the ballpark because we need some of this. Oh, I have to like start stretching my... my... Woo! I don't know where the woo came from. I don't either. I hated it in the beginning. I love it. I just think it completes it. I know it wasn't around... At the, the beginning of 2015, because I sent you that video when we were down for spring training and it was Harvey's first start after Tommy uh -huh. John and his first battery struck out. I mean, did the strikeout chat and it's just anytime no I need a boost woo? of serotonin. Yeah, but it feels incomplete without the woo. Really? It feels like I don't know when I watch it. I'm like waiting for the woo. Yeah, I miss it, too. I'm just looking <laughs> at the shout that shouty commenting. She misses that. Um, oh, yeah. And bingo. We did bingo, too. But of course, I didn't didn't have anything to do with bingo. But um, we did a lot of stuff last offseason uh, to fill the gaps. But. Um, speaking of filling the gaps, Where are you that's, going with a, this? that's a weird transition. <laughs> I don't know. It has actually have nothing to do with, uh, filling the gaps, but St. Patrick's day is in a couple of days. Are you a big, like, do you no. partake in like the parades? And Not stuff? at all. I don't, I think if I'm any percent Irish, it's like 0.2. I've never been to any sort of parade. I wasn't like, I don't know. I feel like. I remember like all like my high school friends, people in high school always like would ditch school that day, go to the city for the parade. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge drinker other than Coors Light. And I really wasn't in high school at all. 
So I never really got into it as like, I mean, people just see it as like a drinking holiday. And I never, and again, I guess being like no percent Irish has something to do with that. Are you kidding me? People don't care. I Half know. the people in like the city going to but the But that's the, the thing. It's being Irish. not a big drinker. If it's I was Irish, I would celebrate. I also hate the food. I hate Irish food. Like, like corned beef and cabbage and stuff like that. Soda bread. Ugh. Yeah, soda bread's pretty dry. I don't know. I think it's pretty dry. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't tell you how many times I went to the city for the parade and yeah. didn't see the parade. Right. Like you go and you just go to a bar <laughs> right. and, and hang out. And especially when I was bartending, you know everyone at different places. Yeah. It's like the network. It's crazy. Like how many bartenders are in the world? But like you kind of do get to know each other. Right. So like they come to your place, you go to their place, whatever. But um, my liver is very happy <laughs> that uh, nothing will be going on this Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but last year we were supposed to be a part of the uh, Bayport Blue Point Parade. And we we paid for our spot to be in the oh. parade. The, the Long Island Ducks are part of it. A bunch of companies and brands out here do it. So it got canceled, obviously. Mm. I bought so much candy, like green foiled candy. We were going to throw it out, give out beads. Actually, you know what? They told you us would we be couldn't. that creep handing candy out of a van. No, <laughs> Amelia was going to do it. Kelly was going to be on okay, board. Okay, that's fine. Megan was going to, you know, Riley and everyone was going to help it's out. a little but better. We were actually making these little um, like goodie bags because right. you couldn't throw stuff out. So we had goodie bags made with like beads and stickers and pins. And, That's cute. But now I had this all this candy. Do you want candy? No. I, I have, Until Andrew and Amanda's wedding, I am being very strict with my boxes diet. Of candy, I don't want candy. And it goes bad eventually. Like yeah. I have all this green candy. I don't know what to do with it. I asked Lizzie last week, should we just mail them? In, like, should we put pieces of candy in with like, <laughs> like the, in the box in like hat orders? <laughs> but what if it melts? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Then you ruin your own product. Now, don't so do we that. didn't do that. Um, so I saw this tweet a couple days ago and it said you were wearing jeans and it was like a, a celebration. I have not worn jeans. <laughs> That's why it says jeans. Darren has in our rundown of the show, like there's a <laughs> random section for when we need to just fill in some time. And there's literally just a dash that said jeans with question mark. And I had no idea what that was about. I was about. confused by the tweet. I'm like, okay. why is this a thing? Cause you're like, I, clap. I'm wearing jeans. I'm a dog walker. I don't wear jeans ever. I wear leggings. Oh, like, Think about like what you wear to work every day. This is what I wear to work every day. It's a sweatshirt, leggings, whatever, because I need to be able to I bend down, pick up poop. I'm not wearing jeans. Dogs are messy, jumping on me, whatever. That's a good segue, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Um, but so now that I don't have places to go, the world is shut down. My only opportunity to wear jeans was if someone was inviting me out to go somewhere. Because all you can really do is like you have your bubble of friends that you've been seeing the past few months. For me, it's Katie. So I go to Katie's couch. I'm not wearing jeans to sit on Katie's couch. But I actually I went into the city for uh, one of the first times to see my St. John's roommates for the first time in like three years. And we just stayed in their apartment we did like a boozy paint by numbers and it was fun but it's like all right i'm going somewhere other than katie's house i'm putting on jeans um and i was proud of myself they fit a lot better than they did the last time i put them on great um so yes everyone should clap press the clap button okay sorry <laughs> clap button you want all right i'll do this one perfect so you Thanks. brought up poop i'm a i'm a big um you brought up you brought you brought it up. I, did, I wasn't I gonna even I wasn't gonna even say anything, but you brought it up. We have gone. We're now at zero I'm a weeks without the fart noise. For good marketing, mm -hmm. and I'm on YouTube before actually watching a. Uh, actually typed in Nas Ilmatic because last night he won a Grammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nominated fifteen. It was his fifteenth time being nominated. He finally won a Grammy. Wow. But I was listening to Ilmatic, and before it came on, it was an ad for colon cleansing. <laughs> I don't know why there would be an ad for colon cleansing on Ilmatic, which is twenty seven years old or something like that maybe because what year were you born again 95 shit so it was a 
this album came out a year before you were born. So maybe it's because the people who listen to it are, are old? now old. <laughs> oh, thanks. So Illmatic came out in 90. You set yourself up for that I one. Think it was you like wanted to summer in 94. I was 13. Mm. And uh, it was awesome, like Hot 97, whatever. So I'm listening to right. Illmatic this morning, and this ad comes up for it was called Zupu. <laughs> and I bought it. But Thank God we had Disha on the show today, or this would have just been completely off the rails. <laughs> whatever. This is the this is part of the show. That's amazing. So the marketing said, I put it in quotes here. It's been said that the average American carries around around between five to twenty extra pounds of poop in their intestines. I just want everyone to know that that quote is listed directly under jeans question mark. This is the prep we put into the yeah, show. Yeah, and 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 uh Lucho checking in. He hates you for Lucho, that comment that we're I'm old sorry. because we listened to. Ilmatic. I saw Lucho posted a status the other day. His son, who is significantly younger than me, he said something like, "Oh, did you have one of those like old TVs from the '90s or something? Like it was like an ancient concept, that something from flat. yeah, something from the '90s." And he was like, "This kid needs to stop talking." Shoemaker's dad had like the very first flat screen that I can remember, but it was like the box. Mm. It was like four, four or five hundred pounds. Yeah. You couldn't move this freaking thing. It was huge, but it was so heavy. Black. Anyway, so I'm, I bought it. I bought Zupu. It's a thing. <laughs> I was not expecting it to take that turn. My stomach hurts. I'm laughing so hard. Um, so what you're saying is it was perfect marketing. It was great. People your age, they knew you would need it. Listen, I'm 40 now. I got to make sure my colon's clean. So that's great marketing. It's a 15-day. They should be paying us for this. It's a 15-day <laughs> cleanse. But it says, like, in the reviews, it says, like, make sure you're not too far from a bathroom because, like, you really get the cleanse. Not to be too, like, <laughs> gross here. But, like, it says it does great stuff. So, I'll, I, it should be here by next ne week. Next week or the week after, whenever you've given it some time, we'll do a full review. <laughs> but I'm just nervous that I'll have to, like, get up during a show. Oh, God. That would be bad. Don't leave me to my own devices. I don't Did know we, do the, we didn't do the share contest. All right, cool. So, <laughs> no. before we get out of here, talking about poop and Oh, share the show, out. by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, share the show. Post it on your wall. <laughs> uh, Lizzie says she can't wait for the poop stories. Snap it to the chat. So listen, share the show. That's how you get involved in the free stuff. Each week we give away. Um, remember last week, Lego? Should we do a gift card or whatever? We did yeah. gift cards last week. So you can go on the site, buy whatever you want. Um, so last week's winners from season five, episode two, sharing on Twitter. It is Keith Mayer. Who is at Coyote? I wrote the wrong one. I was gonna say that. Yeah, that for was last, last week. week. Yeah. Is uh, Keith Mayer at Coyote19? And on Facebook, it is Mike Falzarano. So, Mike and Keith, you will be getting some free gift cards to go shop on the Seven Lines website, pick up whatever you want, and we will mail it out to you as soon as possible. Um, I think we covered almost everything on the sheet here. But oh, I except dodging bullets. Dodging bullets. Yeah, we should end like with dodging bullets. Like the one really big Mets part of the show. We okay. spent 10 minutes talking about poop. <laughs> so before we go, because this is a little bit on the longer side. It's not long. It's we'll a, about a minute or version. so. No, I, I have a video here. I have a brand new song from Ricky Diffendale. Oh! So Tim, who has been on fire with the blog lately. Uh -huh. We have like six or seven bloggers. Yeah. And I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But like... We, we pay bloggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of blogs don't pay, I, I heard. Right. But we pay. It's not, not much, but it pays. It adds okay. up. When things happen, I would think like, oh, Louis Guillermo, 22 pitch at bat. I'm going to write a story on that. Yeah. Tim, who's like kind of in charge of the blog now, was the only one who wrote a story. Yeah. I get it. It's Sunday, whatever. Right. But he wrote out, he reached out to Ricky like, hey, Mets have been dodging bullets a lot lately. You want got a song? And in a day, 
He's got the song he written. Is awesome, this guy. Here it is. The premiere of, I think it's called Dodge and Bullets. And I'm not going to be able to hear it. Yeah, you will. I'm, oh, I fixed that. Awesome. I sent you the other video that we're putting out on St. Patrick's Day. I Let's know. not tease it too no, much. I know, but, I know, but that was insane. again, hit up Ricky. Hey, you got anything on this? And bang, St. Patrick's Day song coming out in two days. That's awesome. He literally, when we mentioned it on, I think, the first show about like, oh, I need a theme song for Big Apple Trivia. He must be like, what do you need? I was like, I don't know if we're definitely doing it, but if we do, you're the first person. Yeah, and telling. I bet you will have it by lunch. I know. Like, he's awesome. If you weren't watching and listening afterwards, he did that again, wearing a shirt and tie because he's a teacher and mm -hmm. he's been doing a lot of remote stuff. I don't know if His he's going His students must love yet. him. He's oh so cool. It's by the man. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so shout out to Ricky. He's been excellent over the past month or so. He's been blogging um, and also doing these videos and, and, and so on and so forth with the songs. It's great. So definitely uh, get involved if you want to... Uh, you know, get some free stuff next week. Still time. Post it on your wall. If listening afterwards, just go back, watch the replay. Very simple. And uh, share the show. Get involved. Again, shout out to Dugout Mugs. Go to dugoutmugs.com slash seven line, the number seven L-I-N-E. Get a free knob shot. Go pick up your Coors Light from both Instacart and Drizzly. And we hope that we are at City Field in 24 days. I hope by next week we can tell you if we're going to be. Plus, there's a huge Mets contingent. There they are. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. We uh, we miss you. We love you. Hopefully the happy Mets. Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy early St. Patty's Day, even though Julia never really wants care. to partake in it. <laughs> um, but I hope by next week we have some kind of answers on what we can Fingers plan for on April 8th. So um, that's it. See you next week. Bye. That's another orange and blue thing. Put it in the box. Put it in the, put it in the, put it in the box. I can't. Have a good week, guys. Bye.